Hello, my beautiful friends. My name is Candy Cantrell, and you are listening to the Seriously Eve podcast, where reality and spirituality are represented by that famous biblical apple. If you've ever picked your will over what God intended, then you are a sister I can relate to. The good news is, we are forgiven. And what the enemy meant for evil, our Father God can turn to good. Happy to have you join this journey with us as we discover our worth through the God that chose Eve and chose you and me. Today, I want to talk about the different storms that we face in our life and how we react to them and what are we supposed to do and how do we fly above it? How do we actually find good from it? How do we clean up the wreckage that sometimes takes place? And what does God want us to do while we're in the middle of it? And I was thinking about the eagle. It is a creature that absolutely fascinates me from so many different levels, from relationship to strength. And today I want to talk about how it reacts during a storm And the very first fact that I found so awesome as I thought about it spiritually is that the eagle knows when a storm is approaching. And I started to think about that. God, do we ever do we ever know before a storm comes? And I started to think about the times that sometimes I feel God nudging me to go on a fast or maybe I'm woke up in the middle of the night and I feel like I'm supposed to pray for someone Or I just have this feeling in me that I need to rise up a little higher, that I need to to get into my word stronger and that this week is a week that maybe I need to study more. I just feel that urge. And I thought about that. I was wondering, is that sometimes just like the eagle, the eagle knows that it needs to find a high spot to get into because the storm is coming. And what that eagle does after it's found that high spot is it waits for the wind to come. And when the storm actually hits, it sets its wings so that the wind will pick it up and lift it above the storm. And I have heard that fact before, but for some reason this week, as I was thinking about it in my own personal life, I was thinking about how sometimes I just grab an umbrella or take cover and just let the rain beat against me and the winds blow. And I don't react the way that God wants me to. I don't dive deeper into the word. I don't find strength and keep my eyes and focus on him. Sometimes I look at the storm instead of look above. And I was thinking about too, how it said that when the storm rages below, the eagle is soaring above it. It's not that the eagle escapes the storm. It simply lets the storm elevate it higher. It rises above the wind that brings the storm. And today, as I was out at the reservoir, I go there on Wednesdays. And if I can make it other days of the week, I do. But I go there on Wednesdays because that's the day I record. And when I went there, I was walking around the reservoir and I was putting notes into my phone about how we're supposed to react and the different storms that we go through and just thinking about my own personal life. And I came to the bench that I sit at to pray. And I always take communion there and just ask God to show me, am I on the right path? And today I was 
this was the topic that I was thinking about. But I also had another topic that I was kind of, you know, throwing back and forth. And I think sometimes I might want to avoid a topic because I know that a lot of times I'm tested on the topic. When we did the episode about our thoughts and in our mind, wouldn't you know, I battled one night the thoughts of something that had happened and I had to grab myself and say, you just shared about this in an episode and here you are not doing what it is you shared. And so I grabbed my thoughts together and I started thinking on God. And so I was like, okay, God, I just don't want you to, I just don't want to go through a storm because I'm going to talk about this. And it was so neat because as I was sitting there, we had rain called for our forecast for later today. But as I was sitting there, closed my eyes and was praying, I could hear thunder in the distance. And I just kind of chuckled. and I was like, all right, God, I'm going to talk about storms. I'm going to do this. And when I opened my eyes, there was a beautiful rainbow. It was a half rainbow over the water. And I just sat there and thought, God, that's your promise that even if I talk about this, that you're going to be there. You're going to help me. You are always there. And as I was thinking about the rainbow, it then made me start thinking about so many people in the Bible who went through terrible trials and tribulations. And I started to think about John the Baptist. And I was just asking God, why? Why would These people who you loved so much go through so many terrible, terrible storms. And I began to think, Candy, if they didn't go through it, I wouldn't be able to open up the Bible and see how it is I'm supposed to be responding as I'm going through a storm. I thought those men and women in the Bible are now, they're our map. They are what shows us how we're supposed to react and how we're supposed to stay focused and look to God through the storms, how we're supposed to rise above it and actually use the storm. And I think, how can we use the storm to our advantage? How can we use the storm to be a witness to God? And everything that we're going through right now, we're using as a testimony to show other people who are going through it. For those people who won't open up the Bible and read those Bible stories and feel the power and the strength that they had, how they looked to God for their answers and they weren't moved or persuaded by their circumstances, they may not open the Bible to have that to encourage them. So they're watching our lives. They're watching what we are going through. They're watching how we react and they're looking to us for strength. And I was thinking about someone I know dearly, and her name is Cora, and she's on our worship team. And I actually asked her to write something about her storm, because her story is so sad and so beautiful all in one. And I, and I have watched her as she has gone through these different storms, and she has definitely represented someone who has held their head up high and has looked to God through all of it. So I just want to read it to you. We are also going to have it on our website, but this is what she wrote. We live in a world filled with brokenhearted people, 
people looking to fill the cracks with anything that might ease the pain. As a Christian woman, yes, Christ followers too, I found myself deep in that place a little over three years ago. When my husband and I decided we were ready to become parents, we set out on a journey that would not at all be what we thought. Many women will experience at least one miscarriage. One in eight will experience two and less than 1% will experience more than three. I was that less than 1%. My question to God became, why me? I thought you loved me. And where are you? Four of my babies in heaven and my heart was not only broken, but in what felt a million tiny pieces that just wouldn't fit together anymore. I didn't know who I was or how to live anymore. But in my spirit, I knew my anger with God felt misplaced and I began pressing into him harder than I ever had before. I immediately was reminded of God's deep, unending love for me and that while I was experiencing a pain like no other, God was right there feeling my pain with me. He is not the one who broke my heart. He proves it in Psalms 34, 18. He was the one there waiting for me to run to him so he could not just fix my broken heart, but make it completely new. After those few years, I finally got my complete and miraculous baby boy, a gift from Yahweh. But here's a little spin for you. Since then, I've experienced a fifth and sixth miscarriage, putting me in an even smaller, less than 1%, but I am still fighting. The devil knew how to confuse me and to scatter my heart before, but God has rebuilt me since then, and I am a force to be reckoned with, and God is on my side. His strength is made perfect in my weakness. God is still working my story out, but I know it's for his glory and my good, and that from this chapter on, I will not be shaken. In the midst of pain and confusion, run, don't walk to God, press in, fight, let the devil know he can't confuse you because God has set you up with the weapons to successfully defend against any attack. And then she shared some scriptures. I want to tell you that she is that Bible story that you don't have to actually go to a physical Bible and open up. You can look at her life. And I think of all the women she is going to be able to touch. I can't explain why such a beautiful individual would have to go through the hardship that she has gone through. But I do know that she is going to be able to touch so many women's lives that Maybe one of you are listening to this episode right now. Maybe you've struggled with a loss. And if so, I encourage you to please go on our website and put under our prayer section what you've gone through so that Cora can reach out and pray for you. She is a beautiful woman who has a ministry that is not only just in her words, in her life and watching it, but she's also an amazing singer, a worship leader. And I think... Oh my goodness, what she will do for God and her testimony that she can not only share it, but she can sing it. She can walk it out and be a representation to our lives. So I wanted to use her as an example because yes, we do get all kinds of examples through the Bible, but just know that someone might be watching you right now. That's maybe not going to crack open a Bible to, to read one of those amazing stories, but they're watching your life and your life is speaking volumes to them. Cora is definitely a great example of somebody who didn't just take the umbrella and get 
underneath the storm and wait for it to pass. She stood up tall and she found a way to rise up above it and to let the storm elevate her and shine for the Lord. And I am so excited to say that I'm learning. I am getting better. I am starting to intercede more that I am turning to God more in the midst of the storm. And I'm also trying to make sure that Holy Spirit, show me if something is coming, show me how to get into my word and to feel the urge to fast and to seek you and to run after you and to chase you. If you're at all familiar with scripture, then you've probably heard this one. And that's John 10, 10. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I want to remind you today that the enemy is lurking everywhere. He is waiting. And we live in a world that is so corrupt. We were once a government that was one nation under God, and now they won't allow God in anything. They've taken him out of our schools. And sad to say, but even some of our churches have taken God out by not teaching the entire gospel. If you're in a storm right now in your life and you're facing adversity, I challenge you to rise above it. Be like the eagle and plant yourself in a position that the wind can take you and rise you above the storm. Keep your eyes on him and let your storm be a testimony to the person who's watching that they can say, I can see the good. I can see the rainbow, the promise that comes after it. I can see what God has done for me that he sent his only son to die for me so that in this world full of sin and corruption, I can find life and I can live for eternity. Wow. What a blessing it was talking with you today. You know, my prayer is that within every Seriously Eve podcast, something will resonate with you and impart that unconditional love of Jesus. If you felt that today, I would like to invite you to visit us at www.seriouslyeve.com for more content. Follow us on Spotify, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok at Seriously Eve. Until next week, remember, chase God with everything in you and save yourself a lot of heartache by staying away from those forbidden apples. Love you and call you blessed.